Laverne and Shirley won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files, I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today we talk all about the Nintendo Entertainment System. The NES, the original NES. Beep, bop, boop. Yeah, it's uh, there's really no theme song for Nintendo. <laughs> I was trying to find something, and I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work because uh, I'll just do all. The literally, music there's not any Nintendo, but it was just fine. But yes, yeah, Super Mario obviously is, mm-hmm. is synonymous with Nintendo. Yes. Uh, so take yourself back to 1985. Ooh. There were lots of fun gadgets coming out in 1985, yeah. like car phones. Ooh, you know my stepdad. He didn't have one of those big, you know, uh, the giant white brick. ones. Yeah. yeah. He had this giant shoebox, oh, yeah. this yeah. Alpine phone. It was super tricked out looking. It had all these, like, looked like an Alpine stereo. <laughs> it had all these cool lights oh, and stuff. They made phones? Yeah. Wow. It was ridiculously awesome. But it was like this giant shoebox with a handle that he carried. And it was like, a giant doo-doo-doo. brick briefcase. Yeah. It was very cool. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was the car phones I was actually referring to. Uh, there were also radio pagers. That was a big thing for a while. Uh, yeah. What's the difference? It went off radio frequency. Yeah, uh, pagers don't exist anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, what? Yeah, I know. But I give out my pager number your, all the time. Your your 400 pagers you have are not worth <laughs> yeah, anything well, anymore. I was the pager king, baby. <laughs> it was also the debut of the Sony Discman, so you could take your CDs wherever you wanted oh, and listen awesome. to the music. Except oh, yeah. that it skip. Yeah. If you took three steps. Unless eventually, I actually the first one I got had uh, an anti shock like Mm -hmm. thing that so that the CD would actually bounce inside of it, and I was like, yeah, it still doesn't help. Nope, can't go (laughs) jogging with your discman, and Uh, driving with your discman could be also problematic. Yes, yes, Uh, and uh, also the laser disc that was uh, big in 1985. Uh, Still to this day, but I I will say it is the best quality yeah yeah they really went all out it kind of was like the beta to vhs it just unfortunately dvd just dwarfed it and it was easier to market loved it i had one for years laser is amazing the the star wars uh uh special edition on laser oh wow the best edition there is nice 100 and my personal favorite the seiko computer watch because i had a lot of calculator watches growing up. So it's just a calculator. It's not a real It wasn't computer. a computer. No, okay. it was just a calculator. But uh, I had a constantly, I, I literally had like 10 of them because I would break them all the time. Because you were always calculating. Yeah, I was like, madly, fiercely calculating. Yes. Your, your math habit just, was dangerous. It was it was formulations of how cool I was. It was math madness. But you know what 1985 didn't have? What? A successful video game system. Oh, yeah. Video games were... Because... 1983, the video game market crashed completely and totally. In fact... Thank you, E.T., the video game. Okay, let's not blame E.T. No, E.T. E.T. go to hell. E.T. was a... (laughs) Well, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But uh, it was a symptom of a larger problem in that they... It really, honestly, at the end of the day, it was Atari that kind of ruined it. It was saturation, too. Because, yeah, they oversaturated. But it was because Atari did not have control over their third-party licenses. And anybody could make a video game, and the large majority of them were really bad. Well, let me tell you, as a you know, as a video game guy back then, mm-hmm. it, there was a plateau. I mean, yeah. things could only go so far. The graphics yeah. could only go yeah. so far. Yeah. The games could only go so far. And it just kind of hit a ceiling, and we all got bored. It was uh, it was amazing because in 1982 the video game market sold over 3.2 billion dollars worth of product. That's 82. 1982 billion. So and, if you adjust that for inflation, it's 100 trillion dollars. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, by 1984, the video game market 
was selling only $100 million. Wow. 97% decrease over two years. Good God. Yeah, it was huge. Has I mean, any other business crashed that? Or I, maybe not that I know of. I mean, well, yeah. Like well, I mean, but that stuff has phased out. It was never, nothing had ever been that fast. Like that. As far well, as I fad, know. Yeah, I mean, something that was still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, it was still around, but nobody was making new video game systems. Mm-hmm. Until... Nintendo said, no, we are going to make this computer system. This computer system is 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 going to be successful. Did they spell we, W-I-I? Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, little did they know, later they would know. Uh, <laughs> Prophecy. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the video, the video game crash was crazy. The Atari 2600 owned 58% of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, ColecoVision controlled 17% of the market. Now, that was my jam. ColecoVision yeah. was great. It, it was, was amazing. A, it was a better machine, but the guys at Coleco were kind of under the table, like a little shady. They did some shady things. Well, look, it was it was it was a groundbreaking system because the a the controller had like all these keypad buttons and different buttons, yeah. and the joystick yeah. moved differently, and it also had this uh, this slot in the front where you could buy an Atari adapter, a yes. Jaguar adapter. Yeah, you yeah, could buy they, a. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? The Commodore sixty four adapter, 64, yeah, to play their games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could basically with the play Coleco everything. play everything. Yeah. It was the best, and the graphics were great. I mean, it was the best Donkey Kong yeah. on the market. Yeah, and that was and that was the thing is Nintendo had uh, released Donkey Kong. They created Donkey Kong as an arcade game, and it, with the Coleco version, it was the first ever. time. Yeah, oh yeah, got me into games. Oh yeah, yeah. They they had licensed Donkey Kong to ColecoVision, and it was the first time you were able to play an arcade game at home. It was amazing. I, I'm telling you, yeah. it was amazing to be able to get Donkey Kong at home. You don't understand, like kids today. Yeah, you don't understand, yeah. man. You mean I you pump quarters in, right? And then you know you Arcades never were huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. And we had like Pong, and we had Atari. Yeah, the, the home stuff you know? was like Pitfall, which you got bored after yeah. thirty minutes. And, was... and ColecoVision promised, and they also delivered on those promises. They did. They were they were good that way. By nineteen eighty three, the video game market was up one hundred percent, but manufacturing was also up. But up 175%, which essentially caused a market saturation and collapse. Sure. To do some economics 101, right. you oversaturate a market, the money goes down. Yeah. Uh, and also, on top of that, too, was that the personal computing market was uh, becoming much bigger and putting yes. a dent in the video game market. Now, as a gamer around that time, that's when I switched. Because I had an uh, Apple II or Apple II+. Yeah. Plus, yeah. And my nerd buddies and I... Started playing Wolfenstein and Ultima oh, because yeah. Yeah. graphics are better, games are yeah. deeper. I mean, Ultima was like, oh, it was amazing. It was like one of the first RPGs. Yeah. yeah, it was just so well done and so engrossing. And Castlevania, you know, you got to dress up as a Nazi and you go. I mean, it was like really <laughs> cool. It was like an adventure. You know, they yeah. really put stories behind the games in, in yeah. the computers. Wait, Castle, Castlevania or Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Not Castlevania. You dress up as a Nazi in Castlevania. You dress up as a Nazi vampire in, it might be in, like in Wolfenstein. Maybe the Nazi's dream of what mm-hmm. they want to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Wolfenstein, not Castlevania. <laughs> but that's, uh, it was really the beginning. That 1983 was really the beginning of the console versus PC war that mm-hmm. still goes today. Um, not, as, not as big, but... There's room for everybody now. Well, yeah, yeah, because especially now because consoles are are much more advanced than than the PCs were back in the day. The PCs, like, I have never thought about building a gaming PC before. I've always been a console, mm-hmm. you know, since, yeah. you know, I've, I've never really been a PC guy. I've always been a Mac guy. Mm-hmm. But just uh, recently I've been thinking about, well, it'd be kind of fun to build a PC, a gaming rig, and see, you know. yeah. 
I just don't have the patience. I don't either. And uh, and it's I I like the whole console aspect. I I like having a gamepad. Like yeah, I can't. I, I take I, all I that. I can't back. use a keyboard. I can't it, use it's a just keyboard. And and I realize that's the thing is that you could build a, a gaming PC and then you use a, a gamepad and then all the other gaming PC guys think that you're stupid. Well, I don't know if I'm going to worry <laughs> about what the other gaming PC. If guys you're not think. using a keyboard, you're not a real PC gamer, Jim. Well. Is that on, sorry, that on 8chan? You know where I stand on this, <laughs> yes, on this debate. I do. <laughs> uh, by, by the time 1983, Atari had sold 15 million Atari 2600 units. Can uh, I just back up for one sure. second since we were talking about Donkey Kong? Just one second. Do you know that Donkey Kong was the first game in history to have jumping? No. Yeah. It was the first game to introduce jumping, which is probably the most... Uh, it was the beginning of physics in games, yes. essentially. I know I'm a speed bump, but I thought that was an important <laughs> fact. <laughs> if you ever have a chance, watch the documentary, the, uh, oh God, what's it called? The, uh, the Wars? No, the King Kong documentary about the guy trying to break the record. King of Kong? King of Kong. If you ever have a chance to watch the King of Kong, it's a great uh, documentary. And they do go into the history of Donkey Kong there. It's, uh, that was so, I mean, just a, another tangent, what was so funny about those games back then is it was all math. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was all yeah. patterns. It, it was, was all, it yeah. was a, you know, whether it was Pac-Man or Donkey mm-hmm. Kong or whatever, it was just you figure out the pattern, you could go forever. Yeah. And, and that's, that's still, there's still definitely like 2D side-scrolling games that do that, like Cuphead, yeah. which is very much like if you can get that, that thing down, you can get that <laughs> yeah. sequence down, you got the game. Did, you, did you play Cuphead? No, God, no. It's hard. <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> Nintendo was adamant because they knew that Donkey Kong was selling really well uh, with ColecoVision and they were like, okay, we can create a home video game system. Uh, and let's just go back with the Nintendo for just a second. They've been around since the late 1800s as a gaming. 1889. Yeah. They started as a playing card company. Exactly. And then they yeah. started making it's a, it's a novelty deep company. Games. I was eventually getting that, yeah. I guess. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> they were they – were, I mean, this is something that they – the company constantly changed. They started as a playing card company. One of the most interesting things that I thought was that they created such good playing cards that it almost ruined their company. Because what? people wouldn't keep buying playing cards oh. because they were so durable and lasted so long. So they actually created cheaper playing cards that would be dead after a year, and then they'd have to buy more playing cards. And the original playing cards were used in several murders because they were so <laughs> stick that if you they just were, yeah. chuck them at a guy, it sticks yeah. right in their forehead. It's like uh, Gambit from the X-Men. Yes, yeah. that's where he got – Gambit got his cards from, from Nintendo. 1889 yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. So in Easter egg. 1983, uh, actually shortly before that, 1980, they actually started coming up with what they called the Famicom, which is the family computer gaming system, which was the original Nintendo. You know, I've heard the name Famicom for probably, what, 30, 40 years? Yeah. I never knew that that's what it was. It, a family computer. No. it was it was actually named by the CEO's wife because Brilliant. they were and they were trying to get away from calling it a video game system. Yeah, but Famicom, it makes so much sense, but I yeah. never put it together. It was released in Japan. Uh, it was a home computer video game hybrid. Uh, there was lots of peripherals you could attach to it, like a keyboard, a disc system, a modem so you could get online. Ooh. I know. This is <laughs> 1983. It's... That's the modem sound for those uh, too young to know. Oh, man, those were not, yeah. Uh, lots of yeah. <laughs> modem sounds I don't need to ever hear again. Uh, and not you, you did it fine. It's Thanks. just that that was yes. I'm the, I'm the Michael Winslow of, of, <laughs> of this century. Modems just made me think about the fact that you would have to spend twelve minutes downloading one picture, and it would be the worst. You'd be like, why did I waste my time? I, I never used a modem really. Oh, I really? don't think I I, oh, I, I skipped was, a big chunk of computer time. I was an early adopter. Yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I had a friend who was an early adopter, and I would watch him like. 
try to download this super pixelated like booby picture. Yeah. And it's he would just be watching. Yes, it's like, and you're it's like, like watching almost, a, almost. Yeah, I think I see a nipple. Oh my god! It's like the slowest dot matrix printer yeah. on the planet, and it's just the grossest thing. This dude sitting there, like, oh, mm, yep, here comes the nip. That's so gross. Uh, <laughs> Dudes are sick. They're disgusting. But to to reiterate how great of a, a company Nintendo is, uh, the first systems they sold in July of 1983, when they released the Famicom in Japan, mm-hmm. the first systems had faulty motherboards. Ooh. The game would freeze, not a lot, but enough that it was noticed, and the game would freeze. And so right before Christmas in 1983, Nintendo willingly recalled all of the Famicom systems. Wow. Lost millions of dollars to put new mother- motherboards in the systems, and, and then started reselling them again. Great Great idea, though. I mean, that's going to give uh, loyalty to that company. I yeah, mean, you and do it the was. Right thing. It's like I, I, so many companies don't realize that if you do the right thing, it might cost you the money now, but it's going to make you a lot more money in the long run. As evidenced by the fact that by the end of 1984, they had sold two and a half million Famicom units. Holy moly! <laughs> so it I was right. It was it was smart on their part. But but as successful, thank you, as successful as they were in Japan, they were really adamant about getting into North America. Oh yeah, that's because where the money, is. yeah, big big money, big money in North America. I we'll mean, buy anything. Much bigger consumer base mm-hmm. and and greedy consumer base. Like give me, to, give me, give me. We like to be told what to buy. So they originally uh, wanted to work with Atari because Atari was you know huge. Yeah, they and were the man. They originally wanted to work with Atari to market the new machine, and they called it the Nintendo Advance to Video System, which was very similar to the Famicom, mm-hmm. the AVS. It was very similar to the Famicom in that it had, like, peripherals, and they went, it had the original light zapper, which could actually fold in half. Um, it, it, you fold it in half to look like a gun, but then you unfold it to look like a wand, and Ooh. you could use it as a wand and like for other games. You know that the, the zapper in Japan looked like a real gun? Like a yeah. real gun. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. They yeah. couldn't do that here. No, no, they could definitely could not do that here. <laughs> well, <laughs> Even in nineteen eighty five they couldn't <laughs> yeah, do that here. Like, uh, nope. So the summer of nineteen eighty three, uh the deal was almost final finalized to sell the Famicom in North America, with uh final signatures to be executed at the Consumer Electronics Show. No uh, deal. You know, the CES. Yeah. It's a big deal, it happens in Vegas every year. They they release a lot of new technology. Yeah. Uh and the video game system is is our video games are very big there. You ever been? Uh no. No, I. It's a lot of nerds. <laughs> I'd love to go though. I w- it would be fun. It would be fun. Yeah. So they're introducing it, but during that CES, Atari saw Coleco illegally using Donkey Kong on their new machine. They were the next generation machine. They were calling the Coleco Atom, which we all know would have been the best machine just due to its name. Yes, of course. Did they name it after you? I heard that they did. Uh, no, it actually stood for something, but it's been lost to time because uh, the Coleco Atom obviously let's never just was say actually it was named made. After you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was named after me in 1983. It couldn't um, live up to what Adam is as a person, so they scrapped it. So uh, Coleco, <laughs> Coleco had they had licensed Donkey Kong for the ColecoVision, but not for the new machine. Atari assumed Nintendo was working with them and got super butthurt about it and canceled the deal. They didn't talk to them. No. Is, oh, well, eventually they Atari? did. Eventually they cleared it up, but. Unfortunately, it was too late. By that point, the the video game crash of 1983 was well in effect, and the CEO was fired. Wow. Uh, and the majority of their well, high— he should have been fired. I mean, if well, you I don't agree. go and talk to—I mean, it's you don't get butthurt about something you see at well, CES and not like, be, hey, what's up, guys? You have to understand that at this point, by July of 1983— Cocaine? Was it cocaine? No, the, the crash was <laughs> happening. Okay. And, like, they were freaking out. Right, right. They were freaking out. And the fact that they there needed was to buy cocaine. any— undercut at all they were they were pissed off about it 
After the Atari CEO was fired, a bunch of senior execs uh, left and went to start Worlds of Wonder. Oh, yeah. Which was a toy company that uh, Teddy created Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. The creepiest, one of the creepiest toys. Did you ever see that a Teddy Ruxpin? That was a Rux? huge selling toy, though. Did you I mean, have one? Huge. No, God, no. <laughs> My friend's little sister had one. And the, the worst thing about it was, you know, it moved a step, but it would always go, you'd hear, like, the, oh, the servers gears. moving. Yeah. I'm Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, oh, it's so creepy. It was so creepy. But it sold really well. I mean, it was a, it was a huge Kill your mother. Coo, 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 coo. So <laughs> let's forward a, a year to CES 1984. Nintendo brought the advanced video system. It was essentially a home computer. They also had, besides the game pads, a handheld joystick, a three-octave musical keyboard you could Ooh. attach to it. Mm. And the zapper light gun. This is all, all like, they're doing this now with, like, the Wii and the Switch. And, yeah. like, they've been doing all this, like, the weird cardboard thing where it was like, hey, build these weird gadgets and yeah, yeah. you know like you can use in the game nintendo's very they they definitely push the the boundaries a lot when it well, comes nintendo to is it. a family entertainment system yes. you know they don't have you know gory doom you know they don't have a lot of right. bloody sexy games no they in fact to the point where they're they're actually now uh there's policies like written policies on on what they can and can't do at nintendo. which is fine because there needs to be it sounds stupid, but I think there's, yeah. it's, there needs to be a wholesome video game system. Of course. You know, where you can go and just be Kirby or... Yeah. I mean, I don't want my five-year-old to play Doom. Like... Where's your five-year-old? He's hidden in a closet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He never comes out. <laughs> very quiet. <laughs> they also had a family, what they called the family basic package, uh, which That's was mean, a, a data. For basic family? It, it, it was basic was a programming language. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> they, it had a data recorder and a keyboard uh, because they really wanted to make sure that people thought it was a home computer yeah. and not a video game system. Well, something that could be upgraded, too, it sounds like. Uh, with yeah, the peripherals, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it was it would it would be more equivalent right now to like the Apple II than it would be to like a PlayStation. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, um, they were trying to be all things to all people, kind of. Yeah, because I mean, they were going with the market. They knew that video games, video game became a pariah, so they were like, okay, how can we sell this, repackage it, and sell it? You kind of need a shotgun strategy or approach. You know, because you don't know what the market's going to hold. So right. the more you put out there, the more that you, you know, I want a computer, but I want a video game system, yeah, but I want something to shoot at. So it's like everybody in the family gets what they want. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but despite having over a 90% market share in Japan, good God, literally no one in North America was interested in 1984. <laughs> well, they were gun shy. They were like, nope. They were gun shy because of E.T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play Lots E.T.? I did. I mean, I tried I to play E.T. Yeah. I tried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We owned it. My, my brother bought it. It was a... I mean, I think I maybe played it for a total of three minutes because it was awful. So weird. It was just awful. But you know what game was good? The, did you ever play the Raiders of the Lost Ark game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was pretty fun. awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So fast forward another year to CES in 1985, and uh, Nintendo brought the newly designed Nintendo Entertainment System. NES. The NES. I know what that stood for. The little gray lunchbox, as they called it in Japan. Yep. Uh, they actually hired a bunch of uh, North American or American uh, uh, people. Uh, designers? Designers. To, to change it, because the... The original Famicom was like white and red and like it was cool looking, very toy like. Mm -hmm. uh, but they they were trying to to the idea in North America was to get away from that, but still market as a toy, but a sure. more sophisticated toy. Well, that's the difference. I, I think you know in Japan they like colorful. You know they want their toys to be toys and right. they want them to look you know fun yeah, and yeah, colorful yeah. and whatever. In America we're kind play of time boring. Is play yeah. time and, and yeah. you know here we we, we mix want, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we want to want something cool. <laughs> have fun in our at my job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hook this up to my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
the but the, the funny thing is that the 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 new Nintendo, the new NES, the reason it had the front loading is because they were trying to make it designed to look like a VCR. Oh wow! Because VCR was very popular at that point. Oh yeah. And uh, and they they were trying to get people to think of it as more of like a peripheral for your TV rather than just like hey, give it to your kids. Mm. It's like for you to sit down and play. Also, the, the gentle push, as they call it, the front loading system, meant that the connectors would not be exposed and no one could shock themselves. Oh, that, that makes <laughs> sense. Apparently that happened a lot with the test markets <laughs> yeah, in North really? America with the, the top-loading Famicom system. Could be an extra feature. Because American kids are idiots. Yeah, <clears throat> well, you know. Not all of them. But no, but the ones that shoot missiles into their throats, you know, yes, from G.I. Joe exactly. toys and the ones that shock themselves or stick forks in. That's Darwin, yeah. I think. So they avoided uh, any reference to video games. They called it a uh, game pack for the, the cartridges. They called it a control deck for the console and an entertainment system for the whole platform mm. to get away from it being called a video game. Sneaky. Uh, in October of 1985, a 12-person team was sent to New York to test market the NES with a $50 million budget. What? Yes. What year was this? 1985. In October, October, in fact, October twelfth, nineteen eighty-five, they formed. They moved from Redlands over to uh, New York, and and were trying to put it into as many toy stores as possible in New York. These guys worked seven days a week between oh, yeah. October twelfth and December twenty-fourth, sixteen to eighteen hours a day. All of them were constantly quoted as saying, "I have never worked this hard before." Oh yeah, no, I saw interviews with some was, of them, and they, yeah, it was just like it was crunch time. But they were they were committed to it. They oh, yeah. believed in it. Nintendo believed in them. Nintendo of Japan believed in them. They said, "Okay, you can do this." Mm-hmm. They had uh, an unprecedented deal. They would essentially front the the retailers. They yes. would front them ninety days mm-hmm. of credit, and if they didn't sell the product, they didn't have to buy it. They could return it. Yeah, that never been done before. No, no, no. But Nintendo believed in this, and they wanted it to happen. They also, part of the 12-person team is that they would actually, they would go and set up all the displays yeah. and do all that stuff. Yeah, all of them in person. It wasn't yeah. like they had a bunch of no, interns and they stuff. They did all the work The themselves. store never did any of it they, yeah. because they, nobody believed in video games. Right, and they wanted to also uh, foster, like, real personal relationships with yes. these, you know, yes. the businesses. Yes. So, you know, to get loyalty and, you know, to show them that they care. Uh, and in fact, the retailers believed in it so much that one of them said, quote, it's your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, look, you got to yeah. look, you got to give credit to these guys. I mean, Nintendo, yes. in terms of a company, takes a- amazing risks. Yes. But they're calculated risks. Yes. You know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. And, and when people are like, you're insane, $50 million to promote this, you know, this right. thing that's going to be a bust? Exactly. It's your funeral, dumb-dumb. Yeah, dumb. all right. But they're like, well, I think but we... Yeah, if you want to give us the product and then we sell it and take your money, cool. Sure. Let's do that. Uh, the big the big uh, get they had was getting a 15-foot space at FAO Schwartz. Oh, yeah. That 15-foot space had a dozen playable NES systems. For uh, anybody who doesn't know, FAO Schwartz oh, was yes. the biggest toy store in the country. It's in New York. Yes. It's like a two, three-story. Three, okay, yeah. Three, been in a ton story. of movies. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like the mecca uh, of toy stores. you've ever seen Big, mm-hmm. the uh, the keyboard scene is done F.A.O. in FAO Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a million movies. But it was just, yeah. I don't even know. Did it close? I don't think they're open anymore. That's no. sad. Because it was a, I mean, I don't it know. It was a huge store. Have you ever store. been? Were you ever, no, no. Oh, I've my God. I, I was yeah. lucky enough to go there. Oh, wow. And it was just I wish I would. I was older, you yeah. know. Yeah, you should and, have been older. But if yeah. I was a little kid, man, that would have been like, 
that would have been Mecca, man. I mean, that would have been like the, the holy place. So another smart move. So the, the whole deal is that those dozen playable NESs they had, I keep saying NES system, which is like saying ATM machine, and I, I know, keep trying to not crazy. say that. <laughs> the, the dozen playable... You could playable, say the NES system. The NE, no, nobody <laughs> says that. Who says that? The dozen playable NES displays they had uh, surrounding another giant television, they, it featured the, the game Baseball. Ooh. Now, it was a sports game. And to, Wait, to sell this, baseball know, was a sports game? At that time, there was lots of fantasy games and things. And, and yeah. sports games didn't really exist. I mean, they kind of, I mean, bad Atari baseball games, yeah. but, like, it was never good. There were handheld sports games. Yes. You know, like that awesome yeah, football game fu- that yeah, everybody that had. Dog, man, that was so much beep, fun. Beep, 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 uh, maybe the baseball one of those, too, I really enjoyed. Yeah. It was really fun. But so what they did is Nintendo hired 12 Major League Baseball players wow. to literally play the video game baseball at FAO Shorts. Brilliant. Uh, and they would sign autographs and they would they would hang out and so get smart. people interested in the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was it was incredible. Such smart marketing. Oh man. Smart marketing. Uh, that fifty million was not wasted. No, 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 God, no, it definitely was not. Uh, the original set that was being sold was called the Deluxe Set, which uh, co- included the control deck, two game pads, the zapper light gun. Mm. Uh, and Rob the Robot, and two, yes. two games, Gyromite and Duck Hunt, to use with the light gun. Yeah, yeah. And Rob the Robot. Now, what did Rob do? Uh, Rob was the robotic operation buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally standing for Rob. But the thing is, is that it allowed them to market it as a toy. Sure. Because it was not... I remember back in this day, I mean, there was like a lot of weird, kind of weird toy... Like robot things. I mean, yeah, that's not Teddy Ruxpin, robot, yeah, it was like kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff that they're saying is robots, but it's just really yeah. creepy servo moving yeah. things that there kind was just of... weird. It was a weird time, <laughs> and the recordings were always so bad. I was like, hey, I'm I will eat your baby. Yes, yeah. and they. I don't know why. Teddy Ruxpin said that all the time. It was weird. It was weird, but uh, but but because they were allowed to market as a toy, uh, it, it it sold huge. I mean, that was a, a huge part of, yeah. of everybody wanted Rob. Everybody. But wanted what Rob. did Rob do? do you, can you tell me what Rob? Rob did? really didn't do anything. Rob barely worked. <laughs> That's what in I'm fact, saying. At this point, by the time they were selling it in 1985, and then early 1986 in February, they, they opened up market, new markets like L.A. and San Francisco yeah. and stuff. And then eventually in September, they went national with the NES. But by February of 1986, they literally stopped selling the Rob in yeah. Japan because it never worked. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Rob, <laughs> Rob's a footnote, baby. He didn't last. Because <laughs> no. I remember when we, uh, we ended up getting an NES in college. You know, so that was like 87, 88. Uh, yeah, so despite the fact that, that Rob wasn't selling well in Japan and, and stopped working, they, they went Do you know what Rob... What did Rob stand for again? Robotic Operating Buddy. <laughs> this is the most <laughs> Japanese thing I've ever heard. So it, should be, it should have been RNB, so Robotic Non-Operating Buddy. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so in September 1986, when they, they, they released nationally in North America the game, they also launched 16 titles with Ooh. it. Ooh. Including... That's a pretty decent yeah, oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the launch titles were... Ten yard fight, baseball, clue clue land. Ooh, clue clue land. I've never played that. I don't even know mm. what that is. That sounds a little. I don't think clue it's sold Klux well. Clanned. Uh. But anyway, <laughs> duck hunt, <laughs> duck hunt, excite bike, golf, gyromite, Hogan's Alley, which had nothing to do with Hogan's Heroes, ice climber, kung fu, pinball, soccer, stack up, tennis, wild gunman, and wrecking crew. Hogan's Alley was a game that you played with the light zapper. 
Ooh. Was, uh, it was literally you as like a detective and you had to shoot people in alleyways. Okay, yeah, I it don't was, remember that. It was super weird, but it was fun, yeah. but it was super weird. I remember Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was great. Uh, it was such a fun game. Uh, unfortunately, because it was the mid-'80s and Japan was doing very well, yep. uh, the 12-person team faced a lot of discrimination. 11 of the 12 of them were not Asian. Oh. Uh, the, Wait, discrimination from whom? Anybody that realized they were from a Japanese company. Oh, really? So people in America, they weren't facing discrimination in Japan. No, they were facing discrimination by New Yorkers. I didn't include any of the quotes, but there were some really awful things said really? to them. You mean American people saying awful but, things? But like, it would be like me saying to you, as a white guy, you work for an Asian company, you're awful. And this is before the internet. This is yeah. before anonymous... S posting, you know, where you could just be as much of an anonymous jerk as you want. You'd have to actually get into somebody's face physically yes. and be like, yes. you are blah, blah, blah was, because of bloop. It was just awful. And and they and, and despite all this, I mean, the team continued anyway because they believed in the company. Good. But, uh, for a good example of how awful Americans were to the, to the Japanese and Asians in general mm-hmm. during the 80s, uh, you just need to watch the Michael Keaton movie Gung Ho. Yeah, which is a Ron Howard movie, isn't it? Yeah. But now, granted, it has a good ending because they, they, they eventually realize that, yes. you know, it's like, okay, they wanted to help us. And they actually saved the, the car factory and all that Yeah, this but stuff. we got to watch George Went be super anti-Asian for oh like an hour God, and a half. That was, that was hard, man. He's a nicer guy than that like it's on cheers come on norm good actor he's a good actor because i believed it he was the first sale of their nintendo entertainment system and 15 games they realized afterwards was sold to a japanese competitor a man walked in working for another japanese company and bought the first system and took it in i'm assuming to tear it apart and figure out how it worked reverse engineer yes thank you that is it uh, so they added L.A. and other top test markets uh, before their nationwide rollout. In September of 1986, the Deluxe set was originally sold for $249. Damn. Which and is a lot of money. It's then. a lot of money, but it had, it had a lot of value. Oh, sure. I mean, it had the, the, the broken robot. And <laughs> oh, so the one with all of the peripherals was yes, 240 $249. Oh, wow. That's a, that's so a good price. I, because my parents bought me in 1986, the Christmas 1986, bought me the Nintendo Entertainment System that had Super Mario Bros. in it. Ooh. And I'm... Hundred percent certain that was like ninety nine bucks. I don't oh. think it was more than that. Were you upset that you didn't get Rob the robot? I did not give two craps about Rob the robot. Right. It Even did not, back then, it looked so janky. I was it like, was nope. <clears throat> Plus, is it the Muppet <laughs> robot character kind of based on him? The probably, 70s robot? I, probably. <laughs> it's a, he looked very similar to Tom Servo from uh, the yeah. uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yes. Yeah. So they were – World of Wonder did uh, Teddy Ruxpin right. and Laser Tag. That was the two Laser biggest Laser Tag. Seller, two biggest sellers. Uh, go ahead. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you want to talk about <laughs> Laser Tag. All right. So Laser Tag, you would buy these kits and then have like a, a chest thing mm-hmm. and a like gun. Like strapped onto mm-hmm. you over your shoulders like a backpack. My buddy Larry and I back in the day, we would do this thing where if it was Christmas, we would buy each other presents that we could use together. You know, so it would be like one sure. year we did laser tag. I bought yeah. him laser tag. He bought me laser tag. Oh, nice. and we're okay. like, we're going to okay. run around and shoot the hell out of each other on Christmas Day. <laughs> it was awful. It didn't really hit. It didn't It didn't do what it was supposed to do. And it was, I think we probably played around with it for about two hours until we were like, nope. Yeah, it was, uh, Laser Tag was a bit like Robbie the Robot, Rob the Robot, whatever. It didn't really work. A lot of promises and very underwhelming. Well, I mean, it did get better and there were big laser. This is not the same Laser Tag. No, not not like an arena or the the place you go pay 20 bucks to 
shoot people for an hour. It was the beginning of that. Yes. It was the prototype of that, but they should have made it work better. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, at at that point, the big thing... Larry cried. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Larry. I feel bad for Larry. He, to this day, you know, he never got over it. Well, I don't want to blame him. I mean, it was, you know, it's... It would be disappointing. But this was the 80s was all about fad toys. I mean, and hype. The, the Worlds of Wonder, they they agreed, they sold uh they they had to be capped at 1 million dollars per person per year, which wow. is insane. I can't imagine wow. being a toy salesman and literally having a company tell you you can't make more than a million dollars off of which us. Which means year. it's probably pretty easy to make a million dollars. Yes. You know, it's yes. like you it know. was it was by far the easiest sell these salespeople had ever had. It's like you're selling youth. Everybody wanted it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, it was everybody wanted it. When it was first released in September, the $249 deluxe set turned off a lot of people. It was uh, a lot of money back then. Yeah, it was a lot of money. And and and, and then they announced they were they were doing the, the, the lower priced version. But still, I remember very specifically thinking, there's no way. Like, there's no way. My yeah. dad my dad was in construction, and, like, I, he you know, work was hit and miss. And I was like, sure. I want it, but, like, you know, I'm not going to be sad if we don't. And then, then he surprised me. And what a good kid. It. Yeah. I mean, it was – I mean, obviously, I wanted it really bad. But, like, I got it. You know, I understood that. Nice. Yeah, your dad's a good dude. He's a good dude. <laughs> did you get to – did he play with you? No. No, no, yeah. never. He was never. always like, what you doing with the big game? He was like me in that he understood that I liked it, but he didn't, and that was okay with him. Nice. So <laughs> he, he was, didn't, like, berate you? No, he was understandable that he was like, you just do your thing. It's yeah, fine. That must have been nice to have yeah. a dad like that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Love you, Dad. <clears throat> so Love you, Adam's dad. Part, part of the reason that it sold so well is because Sears put it in their Christmas catalog. And Kmart put it in over 700 other stores. Oh, wow. Uh, my first Nintendo was bought at Kmart, which eventually I worked at that Kmart. Wow, full enough. circle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and to this day. Still at Kmart. <laughs> yeah, no, no. 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 <laughs> I commute there every day, back to Iowa. Uh, they sold 1.1 million consoles wow. in 1986. Wow. 1.1 million consoles. When was it released? Nationally, it was released in September of 1986. So that's in four months. Well, I mean, it was in big markets before that. It was in right. L.A. There was like 12 markets before that. So how many LA. I mean, it was over 12 months. Oh, okay. I would say over 12 months. But the bulk of the sales came in the last quarter, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, was, that's when they released the, the yeah, more the, the, economical Yeah, the, the Super Mario system. But they garnered $310 million in sales out of a total market Ow. share of $430 million. We almost got it all. Almost. Uh, they were close. Uh, they dominated the market for years. It, it, I mean, it was huge. It was huge. Uh, well, they got in at the right time with the right product yeah. and the right games, and nobody else was really doing it because they saw – I mean, this was brilliant about Nintendo is this is a dead business. This yeah, it was dead It industry. was literally dead. Nobody – two years they tried, and nobody Nobody's even going to arcades anything. Yeah, it. it was done. And they come in and like, wait a minute. I've got a deal for you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's an amazing testament to their, to, to the company. I, this is something that I, I didn't realize until recently that playing Super Mario Brothers was like playing a cartoon. Yep. It was Saturday morning cartoons that you controlled. And you played with your friend. Yeah. And then, and, and, yeah. And you got to play with your friends. It was, it and was you played social. together. It yes. was a co-op game, yes. which was, I, were there many co-op games before then? Uh, I mean, in the arcade, no, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, in the arcade, but not not for home video or right. for home, for video games. And that was a brilliant move too, because you know, working together instead yeah. of you know, like 
you know, just jumping ahead a little bit, I mean, I remember my favorite games were like Contra or mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, you know, stuff where you had to work together to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to the point, um, they they eventually released 706 games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Really? 706. There were a total of like 750, but a couple were like their championship like con- like cartridges where they did for competitions and oh, stuff. What was the lifespan? For the, what do you mean? Console. Like, oh, oh, it, until 19, it stopped being made in 1995. Oh, so about 10 years? About 10 years. Oh, that's, that's a still um, pretty good run. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, 70 new games a year. That's I mean, like, good, that's, yeah. by Christmas of 1987, the machine was selling so well that Worlds of Wonder, their sales force, couldn't keep up with their own product. Like, it was outselling Teddy Ruxpin, it was outselling oh, wow. Laser Tag. Well, of course. Laser Tag was crap. Teddy Ruxpin was creepy. It got to the point, well, yeah, it got to the point where... <laughs> they had they, one good product. <laughs> they realized, Nintendo realized that they could do better on their own, so they nixed their relationship with Worlds of Wonder. Poor Worlds of Wonder. Causing Worlds of Wonder to go bankrupt. <laughs> it was closed, and all of those salespeople and all the higher-ups at Worlds of Wonder got hired by Nintendo. Ah, nice. Way to go, Nintendo. These were the guys, remember, that originally worked for Atari that nixed the original deal. <laughs> this is so great. It's a weird circle. And, like, I can just you know see that... Nintendo sitting there going, hey, yes. But they got, I mean, it was good for everyone. It yeah. was good for the I mean, got yes, hired. It was yes. good for Nintendo. At the end of the day, yes. It was not good for Teddy Ruxpin. Over 1,000 Teddy Ruxpin bears starved to death. Uh, which is actually probably better for the country in general. <laughs> Could you imagine the landfill of Teddy Ruxpin oh, just like <laughs> finding them like the, the ET toys of the ET cartridges you <laughs> randomly find in the landfill? It's nope. like, hey, there's Satan Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah, he was creeps. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers sold over 40 million copies. Good lord. Um, a lot of those, now granted, a lot of those were because they were packaged with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Still. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 is the highest selling, up, well, up until a few years ago, it was the highest selling uh, standalone game. It's selling over 9 million copies. Beaten by Grand um, Theft Auto V, I would. I believe so. I don't actually have that information. Um, but it's just not. It wasn't the number one anymore. Uh, Nintendo sold as many consoles in 1988 as the total number of Commodore 64s that had been sold in five years. Good lord. By 1990. 30% of American households had an NES. Yeah, my, we had one. I, I was out of video games for a few years, and then in college, one of my roommates got one, and yeah. pff, there went my grades. Essentially, <laughs> one in three households had a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, to the point where, and I still remember this, all my friends' moms called every video game system a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gonna play matter. Nintendo? You gonna play, play Nintendo? Nintendo? No, I, but mom, it's like I, have, Pepsi I have a Sega Genesis. Or yeah, Kleenex. Have fun with your Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, for years and years. And, and you know, I that was... I was a full-on Nintendo guy yeah. up until the PS2. You know, I had all Nintendo uh, consoles from mm-hmm. you know, up until the, the GameCube, I think. I, I switched over with the, the Xbox. That was my, my thing. I switched over to that. So the 30% was interesting because at that point in 1990, only 23% of households had personal computers. Mm. So not only did Nintendo go, yeah, the computer thing's not going to work. But they sold better than the computer, the thing they were trying to, to be. One of the reasons that Nintendo did well, and they and something that they did that Atari didn't do, is that they made sure 
that they always had the Nintendo seal of approval mm -hmm. because they tightly controlled third-party licenses. Yeah. Not like Atari. Atari was just like, whatever, do whatever. They were like, no, we want to make sure that everybody that plays Nintendo has a good time. Yeah. And, and on top of that, they were the only company that could produce their own cartridges. Exactly. So, and, you know, I think Apple took a big uh, yes, you yes. Know, hint from them yes. about their corporate structure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And they, uh, they implemented a 30% licensing fee, uh, mm -hmm. which covered the production of the cartridges and, and whatever sales. Because uh, the had. cartridges, you had to put chips in. You had to put, yeah. It wasn't just, you know, like a CD where you just no, copy it. No, was, it, was, it was they had to be assembled. Process, yeah, yeah, they had to be assembled. So, but, you had to blow on them. <laughs> All Before the you put them in. The you pray. You pray and oh, you come blow. On, come on. Come on. I want to play Nintendo. You push it up and down a bit. And then mm -hmm. it's like, no, come yep. on. And they already yeah, slide it in just it. right. Just right. Yep, just smack right. it. Yep. Yeah, smack it again. <laughs> so uh, they oh, – but that 30% license fee, though, uh, became industry standard. And, in really? fact, that is still – technically the industry standard uh there it's a little different now with mm -hmm. the newer games and stuff there's less manufacturing years. yeah but uh but that has been the that would they became the industry standard it was it was fascinating well they um, rebuilt redefined and reinvigorated the video game market so of course it, i mean everything it, video game market yeah. would not exist right now no. if it was not for nintendo and the nes no I almost said NES system again. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> you and your ATM machine. All right. So anyway, that's the story of uh, the Nintendo and, uh, and, and how it is. And, and I, I've got a lot more stories, but we're going to go to an interview with a good friend of ours, Sebastian Munoz. And uh, he's going to talk about his wonderful Nintendo history. Our very, very, very special guest today is a writer, director, producer, actor, actor, filmmaker. He, filmmaker. he uh, heads the Force of Nature Productions. He's a dad. He's a man, yeah. and he's a gamer. He's our good, good friend, <laughs> Mr. Sebastian Munoz. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. My God, this is such a uh, – I've never had received an introduction like that. Uh, that's, oh. that's fabulous. Thank you. I'm great. Awesome. And excited to be here. Big fan. Make it a point to not miss my Shady Pines nice. uh, podcast uh, every Tuesday morning at 9. You awesome. guys are awesome. I love you, it. You're going to drop are... that check off tomorrow. I'm glad we have we have one now. <laughs> that brings us up to one. To one. Um, Let's talk about the Nintendo. So, Sebastian, you got the like the Holy the Grail set, one, you know, yeah. with the robot and everything. What was that like? It was, you know, I was very excited. Being an only child, my mom said, yeah, I, I got to get you this entertainment system. Uh, and the reason why I mentioned that is because the original one that I got came this Roby the Robot and you uh, uh and you played this game called Gyromon. Oh, yeah. I was excited to like I, I'm home and you know like I get to play with this robot, it's cool. I, I feel like I'm living in the future. It's like you had a little and, brother. You know, <laughs> it really was. It really was. Like I wanted a brother. A, but a uh, robot yeah. Brother. I remember going to Circuit City. You guys remember Circuit oh, City? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh my mom, I don't know how much money she dropped on it. It could not have been cheap. No. But I couldn't wait to it was a big box, long box. And I, I, I'm putting him together. You open this robot. I'm like, this is cool. I feel like I'm this little science project. I'm doing the science <laughs> project thing. And you put him together. You put the you put the remote control on his hands. Ooh. And you put in you pop in Gyromite, which is the game where like you're like a little doctor, and then uh, you you're supposed to control the 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 doctor, the scientist guy, and then Robbie was supposed to open these columns up and down oh. without squish without okay. squishing you. Right. But what, I see. <laughs> 
very quickly I learned that I also, I too had to control Robbie. Oh. So, <laughs> so at some point you would have to switch back and Robbie had to unlock and open uh, the columns. And if you didn't do it quick enough, you would always kill yourself. So, uh, <sighs> and then it started malfunctioning. And <laughs> so it's the beginning it, it, of the robot uprising. Yeah. Exactly. It was uh, a <laughs> cyber Skynet. Uh, <laughs> yes. Skynet. Cyberdyne <laughs> Systems. Exactly. I, I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. Did you Did you ever get Robbie to work? No. I think my mom, we went through about two or th- maybe three of them. Oh, jeez. Sounds until It was. It was, especially because I wanted a friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to was. this day. You know. uh, <laughs> to this day. I still am hoping that Nintendo will release a Robbie that, that could scar that my childhood. Like, fix the scar in my childhood. Well, yeah. look, man, we all wanted a robot friend back then. That was Hell the dream, yeah. man. Hell we yeah. all wanted an R2-D2. It was the 80s, man. That was, that was how it, yeah. Everybody, right? And they tried, man. They tried. We were talk- Earlier, we were talking about Teddy Ruxman, the scariest teddy bear ever. <gasps> did you have one of those? It was like... I didn't <laughs> because I think at some point I saw Child's Play. <laughs> I'm like, No. Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Hello. Yeah. And I think Robin Williams at some point joked, like, the Teddy Rusman dolls. Remember that stand-up? Like, yeah. you must kill mommy and daddy. I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So between that and the Robin Williams stand-up, like, no, I don't need a Teddy Yeah, Rusman. my friend's little sister had one, and it was uh, it was creeps. You just put these cassette tapes in the back, and it would be like, I'm reading you a story. But it'd be like, because <laughs> the <laughs> servos were the loudest oh. thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very crunchy. As a kid, though, as a kid, I had a 2XL. Uh, I don't know if you remember that robot. Look yeah, that one up. Yeah. I might be for another a two XL. And when I lived in Mexico, God, and there were like big cartridges, they almost seemed like like eight tracks. Yeah, you yeah. put them in and play Whoa. with them. So that was my first introduction to to robots. So when so Robbie you, the robot came to, but two, it's called a two XL. Look that one up. Do yeah. you uh, it, do you have any robots now? <laughs> uh, a, a Roomba. Oh, there you go. Perfect. See, now it's you're make, you're making the robots your bitch. That's this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's payback for Robbie never working. You will clean my floors. So exactly. You you would go down to Mexico when you were a kid, right? And would you yeah. bring your NES with you? And what did your friends were like? Uh, what were they like? Oh man, here comes Sebastian. I <laughs> I would carry that with me everywhere. Yeah, cause I, I shuffled back and forth. I lived you know, a year in Mexico and then a year in the States. But oh, wow. when I would go to Mexico and take my, my system, like the kids like in the neighborhood, and all my friends like, he's got the games. And uh, <laughs> my mom, like, she really like spoiled me. I, I, I won't lie. She spoiled me on games. And um, oh. I would either, like, get them. I have a ton of them. So they'll come in and play. And, or, the, you know, it was cool, like, back when video stores really existed, yeah. uh, they started doing videos, and then they started uh, a video game rental section. Oh, yeah. I was renting games all the time, and that's not enough time to finish a game, but I, I was I was, uh, I was, was a cool kid in my neighborhood. I bet. <laughs> and most of those games back then, they were, they were like, two-player co-op. You know, you could play yeah. with people, you know, rather than just... I mean, there still were games, you know, single player, but, like, Contra, that was yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Contra, Ikari Warriors, double... Oh, Double yeah. Dragon yeah. 2. Double, Double Dragon, Dragon 2, yeah. And yeah. what was cool, if you remember, I think the first uh, Teenage, Mut- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game yes. kind of sucked. It was a one-player yes. game. But yes. they, they decided to get the arcade version, which is a yeah. four-player yeah. game, and they developed a four-player adapter. And that, that was game-changing for me. Oh, yeah. Because you could play as all, all the Ninja Turtles, oh, yeah. and that was just, it was Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game, I think was the actual title. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Oh. <sighs> Uh, so awesome. Was Battletoads? Battletoads was an NES game. Was that? Yeah, because yeah. that, that, that was, was a, pretty That was too. a tough one. Yeah, it was a hard game. 
Those are really oh good. my god! Yeah, was, but the, you, all those are great. Did you ever have the NES Advantage? Do you remember this? It was a controller. The controller. That was I like have a, two of them. Oh. I still own. I still. <laughs> so I own. Uh, I won't tell you where I live, so this is what are listening. <laughs> but I do have my original Nintendo. I have Damn. four or That's five amazing. original controllers. Controllers. Wow. I have two NESs. I have the Gun Zapper. And I have most of my original games. I probably have a thirty or forty game collection. Wow! And 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 folded up somewhere is the NES uh, pad. Oh, oh yeah. Did you have the Power Glove? Power pad. Uh, you mean the original the original Thanos glove? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that 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 was in that. Uh... What was the wizard? The was wizard. that the, the, the um, about the kid playing video games with oh, the Wonder uh, Years Fred kid. Savage? Yeah, Fred Savage. That was right. Did you have the power glove? Uh, I did, but I quickly got rid of it. I just never really got into it. <laughs> it was... my, my jam, the reason why I got, and here's it, and you'll appreciate this. And the moment I mention this, you're going to remember this. One of the original reasons why I wanted a, 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 an a NES advantage was to cheat in track and field. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yep. bu- yeah. You yeah. remember, oh, you'd oh, have yeah. to hit the button oh, real yeah. fast yeah. to, yeah. to, to like big. run. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would have to time it just right to hit the, 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 the joystick to the left or to the right, right so you can right. get the long jump on the hurdles and that stuff. And, yeah. hey, NES Advantage, just hold yeah, on the true. turbo button, boom, <laughs> and then boom. So always world records, world records, world records. Like, who's the man now, <laughs> yo? Who's the man? <laughs> you are, you are. Hey, so do you remember, <laughs> I remember, like, playing certain games, and you couldn't save. So <sighs> you would have to, you know, just, like, Turn the TV off, but keep the game on pause, yeah, and just yeah. pray that nobody bumped it or turned on a soap sneak opera. Sneak in yeah. and look to see if the red light's still on, yeah, exactly. just to make sure that it's still on. Yeah. Did you ever have so, to do that? An advantage of child was also you didn't have a little brother or sister to mess with you. Uh, so no, because that reset button was the most sensitive thing oh, in the world. Like, oh if you God, blew yeah, on yeah. that thing, yeah, barely. It's like yeah. no, you open the <laughs> but, door and it just goes, and it's like, oh, all right. I would play in the morning. And um, especially, uh, well, Legend of Zelda was a great one. Oh, yeah. You're playing uh, other yeah. games that you couldn't save. Like, I just remember leaving it on and you'd shut off the TV. Mom's like, go, go, go. And you shut off the TV, but you always made sure the red light was on. Mm-hmm. And if you came back, that's, I don't care, you dropped everything. Oh, it was, it was. Yeah, don't eat, like, don't pass go, yeah, yeah. don't collect $200, <laughs> yeah, no, make sure the red light's on. Yeah. Yeah, I did it constantly. Oh yeah, kids today don't know the pain of the. <laughs> it was so. If it was ever off, it was so heartbreaking. No, it was. It was. So it, was it was horrifying because it could be hours and hours yeah. and hours. Yeah. It's a long school day. It's a long school day. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. I can't concentrate on math, science. Yeah. Reading, I can't watch Reading Rainbow at school and not think about like, I gotta get back to Contra. What was your favorite game? My favorite game of the NES. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it still remains the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. It's just uh, well, it just when it came out, it was a gold game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah. what is this? So it's... it was like a holy grail <laughs> thing. I have to have it. I have. Yeah, it was so. Amazing. It was such good marketing. <laughs> I think you you can't speak to uh, about video game system and just being the the, the brilliant connection of. Uh, I was speaking a bit about ET and Legend of Zelda, but mm-hmm. two two important things with video games. They brought the movies so you could play your favorite movies, right? right? So, like, there was a connection of, like, Hollywood and getting the, your favorite movies, like E.T., and then you go on to Nintendo with uh, uh, with uh, Karate Kid, oh, yeah. uh, the, 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 the Goonies, oh, as ridiculous yeah. as the, the games were, really but you could play your games. And the soundtracks. The soundtracks are just because uh, music... Yep. I think it was brilliant. Like it's engraved in your head. To this day, we can all hum these <laughs> things, right? And it's oh, yeah. just. Oh, yeah. 
The water world. Oh, that's right. Where you live in the world, if I you don't... do that with anybody, that's that's a language everybody can speak. We should just get like a Moog synthesizer <laughs> and some voice changers and just go on tour doing Nintendo uh, soundtrack performance. You know, it's art. really amazing. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can remember the theme song to the Water World on Super Mario. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yay, great? talent. So are you still a gamer today, Sebastian? Do you still play? God, I I do, but not to the level in which like my kids do. I think the technology is it, – it's but moved so play. fast. Yeah. I can't catch up. They got me into Animal Crossing, right? This oh. Animal Crossing, oh, oh, New Horizons thing. Yeah. I've been playing yeah. that. and um, But if I'll play, they'll be more, more simple. I like the two-player run-and-gun. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's if you get me that, then I'm all in. You know, I think playing video games it keeps keeps your your oh, your yeah. senses yeah. you know sharp, and, and it uh, keeps yeah. your you know, keeps your mind on the good. Yeah, <laughs> coordination, like real, real good, all like, of it. It's great. Good yeah. hand eye coordination, yeah, all that it, stuff. A good way to hang out with friends, especially during this time. You know, yeah, you can, yeah. We have a few friends that we get online and, and play GTA or Red Dead with, and it's mm-hmm. like you know you hang out and do some crime and. You know, yeah, it's fun stuff. I'll play Red Dead Redemption too. I got that here with, uh, with oh, yeah. Will. I, he's he's really into it, and oh nice, he, he got me playing with it. So I have my own little track. So I love to play with that. So I think you can play. Yeah. You can play with multiple people on that yeah. one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Join our posse. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, I'd love to. Definitely. Well, thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate it. We'll uh, chat with you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much, nah, guys. Thank you, and congratulations, guys. Thanks, you guys man. are awesome. I love listening to you guys and. It's an honor to, to be part of it. Thank you for having me. Honor's Thanks. all ours. Pal. You have a great Sunday. Well, that was great. That was really fun talking to Sebastian. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a, he actually didn't even get to the fact that he was a uh, junior Nintendo – what the hell were those called? Oh, the guys uh, that you can call in guy? Yeah. for, uh, for counselor. Help, helpline. Counselor. Yeah, 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 the helpline. Yeah, he was a junior counselor for Nintendo. Wow, bet uh, you he got all the ladies <laughs> with that job. I am yeah, sure. He probably did. <laughs> He always gets the ladies. Anyway, uh, man, so Nintendo, the NES, 10 years, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 10 years it ran, 700 games. Uh, It was huge. It revolutionized the the video game world. Brought me back to playing games. Yeah. I I was enamored. It made me a lifelong gamer. I mean that, and then the Super Nintendo was the other big one for me because I got that one right before college. So, like, I well, that's not true. I got that one – yeah, I rediscovered it in college, and, mm. and it was it was my my mom got me one uh, Super Nintendo, and I played through the Zelda game, whatever Link to the Past, I think. Yeah, I literally sat down and played it three days straight. Wow, <laughs> played straight through it. How were your grades? Uh, it was uh, Christmas. It oh, was okay. uh, it was college. So I mean, it was yeah, I mean, and I, I lost a scholarship because of it. Thanks, Jim. Nice. <clears throat> Thanks well, for bringing that up. That's why you're where you are today, <laughs> doing this show with me. Uh, it was great. Uh, the show was great. I actually did that before, too, with the, those crazy Baptists that I lived with. I sat down to play the game with them, and I ended up playing straight through. It took two and a half hours. Oh, wow. I played straight through Trojan Warrior. And they didn't get to, they didn't they get to play They literally off. did not get to play wow. once, and then the mom was like, you get to go home now. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, and they were probably like, that, that blew, Mom. Yeah. I'm getting out of our totally uh, restrictive religion. Yeah. So I can go play video games. <laughs> Mommy, is that why Adam's going to hell? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes well, it one is. of the <laughs> myriad of reasons. Well, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Got dark. All right. Nintendo. Yeah, it was uh it was fun. I I still uh, I still consider buying that little console thing they just released a couple years ago. Oh yeah, uh, the little virtual all the ROMs on it. it has like 40 games or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I will have to admit that the the nostalgia of it is awesome, mm-hmm. but playing all the games today and taking that step back. Yeah. It's fun for a little bit, but you know, it had its time, you know. It's like yeah. you know, it's it's Things have moved on and they're a little bit more. <laughs> it was good it came out at a time when there wasn't the internet because then no one would have paid attention to it. Well, sure. I mean, hey, look, it's always going to be fun to pick up Donkey Kong or Pac-Man yeah. or one of those games yeah. every once in a while. But, you know, they, they're doing so many new reimaginings and yeah. remakes of all of the games we loved as kids. Yeah, um, yeah you know, so many Mario games. It's crazy. Mario, Yoshi, Kirby. Yeah. Ker- Kirby. Oh, oh Tinkle Popo. Okay. Oh, sorry. This right. is... Um, okay. Now, here's some controversies in the show. Now, I – okay. Kirby used to be a different name. Kirby, now, the, the weird pink thing. The little that would fleshy pink and... suck ball yeah. that we know as cute little Kirby was first – okay. The controversy is this. It says he was uh, Po 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 yeah. from the planet Twinkle or something. But the, the one that I read, and I'm going to take this as gospel, <laughs> said his name was Tinkle Po Po. I'm going with Tinkle Popo because it's the greatest named ever. Greatest name ever. <laughs> I'm going to become a DJ, DJ Tinkle Popo. I'm going to wear a Kirby mask. Do you, do you know what Tinkle Popo is? It's when you do a number one and number two together. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a Tinkle Poo Poo, by the way, not a Popo. <laughs> I used to call it the Butt Popo when I was a child. You're proving my point. No. It was, then it's just a pee pee butt. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm DJ PP Butt. Can you? I, you well, I'm just saying, it's not Popo Po from the Planet Twinkle. It's Popo Po. His name is Tinkle Popo, and I'm getting a tattoo. Uh, he actually, but do you know that he was named uh, Kirby after uh, John Kirby? Yeah, no, that's who, a really good story. He uh, defended them because uh, Universal sued Nintendo yeah. because of Donkey Kong mm-hmm. in the late seventies. Uh, they, they thought it was uh, an infringement too, on King Kong. Yeah, too close to King Kong, and and. Uh, uh, and John Kirby fought them and won. And, Kicked their butts. And he is so happy. If you ever a chance to watch, there's a, a series on Netflix right yeah. now, a uh, console something, uh, about the history of video games. And they talk to John Kirby, and he is the <laughs> most serious person alive. <laughs> he's, he's Kirby. He's the goofiest. It's gr- the greatest thing is they took this most serious yeah. man alive and turned him into the goofiest, <laughs> most ridiculous the character. sucks things up and spits it out. It just he loves it, though. He oh, yeah, really he thought does. it was great. He thought it was great. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Not, not literally Robert De Niro, but... Yeah, he's going to be here. Yeah, Did yeah. John tell you that? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. He's going to be here in studio. He's going to be extremely disappointed. Uh, we're going to go out on... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go out on a remix of the Super Mario theme. Beep, pop, boop, boop, beep, pop, pop. That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> exacerbite golf gyromite hogan's alley did you, did you say exacerbite what did i say <laughs> gyromite no you said exacerbite oh excite bike <laughs> <laughs> okay let's start that again uh, yeah let's go from the top we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming she's the sheriff already in progress <laughs>